0: Welcome to the Limitless Church podcast. In today's episode, you'll be hearing from Kevin Selhorst as he brings part four of the message series, "The Keys." We hope you enjoy. Uh, you guys can, uh, you guys just take your seats. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to continue on on the keys, but with with Bishop preaching and and Charlie coming up and speaking and stuff, there was. I kept going back to that slide that Charlie had up there with all those different keys on there. And I'm like, all right, God, which one? This has been like three weeks in the making. Be like, all right, God, which one? Because I knew he just wanted me to talk about one in specific, one key. If we can throw up the, the Matthew 16, uh, we're going we're gonna to go, go over what, the, what we've been talking about all week. But it says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, and one of the pro- or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed are you, son Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Hence why we're talking about the keys of heaven, uh, keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. If you want to know all about that, go back and watch our YouTube videos from the past couple, like, three weeks, and and you can catch up in all of that. What I want you to do is slide down a little bit to um, Matthew 16 and 21, and we're going to get into what God, the, the one key that God really wanted me to talk about today, and that is the key of humility. All right? Down in Matthew 16 and 21, he says, From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples. Show them what? He showed them that he must go to Jerusalem and that he must suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. He showed them these things that he had to go through a bunch of junk to get his mission complete. He showed them that he had to humble himself to the leaders of the world at that time and go to a cross and take three nails and a crown of thorns and a cat of nine tails and get that across his back to finally give up his spirit to be able to tear the veil, to be able to give us that, that, that highway straight to, straight to God. 22 and and, uh, 23, Peter gets all kind of, he gets all haughty on himself, which is great because they put it right in between these. And then in 24 and 25, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. God, I pray that you just touch us for these, for these brief moments, God, that we come together and we're able to dive into your word and to share your word. There's been so much said in this building from, from almost nine, 9 o'clock on about some revelational things. But, God, I know that you've put in my spirit that this, this spirit of haughtiness, this spirit of pride that's in our world right now, that, that I have to be lifted up, that, that you have to see me in the, in the light, that, that it's all about a person. That, God, we we speak against those things, God, and if the church can't get it right, how in the world do we expect anybody out there to get it right? So, Father, I pray for this time that you touch our hearts, God. Pierce into the pride that we have inside of us, because we all know that we have it. We we can act like we don't, but in some situations, we have pride in ourselves, God. So let us die to ourselves, God, as your word says, that, that one that will give up his life, the one that will lose his life, will gain it. Father, we give you glory and honor, God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I want you to flip to your in your Bibles all the way back to Philippians two. Give me an amen when you when you get there. You do, I'll do amen real quick because it's up on the screen. The trick. It was a trick question. It was a trick question. The Philippians two says, therefore, if there is any consolation, any gift, any any good thing by being with Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy, be like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. So I can promise you, whatever you do here at Limitless, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, you come here, you show up on our men's page, our women's page, you're helping the kids, you happen to show up to one of our events, out in the town, you came to, you had your wedding here at Limitless Event Venue, it doesn't matter, you fell into, therefore, if is any, any comfort of love, of any fellowship of the Spirit, because if you walked into this building, I promise you, whether you were here for a spiritual experience or not, you have fellowship with the Spirit, because I got the Spirit in me, Pastor Kelly, Bishop Scotty, they all have the Spirit in them, when you come in here, and we show you the venue, and you're going to get married here, you're going to have whatever here, a birthday party of our mitzvah, whatever, whatever they're going to have here. When they have it here, they have, they have fellowship in the spirit. We got to get that wherever we go in our lives right now. I don't care if you work in Walmart, you're in the military, you, whatever. You flip burgers, you change tires on people's cars, it doesn't matter. You carry the spirit of God with you. When you go talk to somebody, guess what? You're fellowshipping in the spirit. They may be Dev diamond blind, blind to it. They have no clue. It's that sneaky evangelism. They have no clue. But you're You bringing it, you, you it in there. You're being all covert about it. But what we have to realize is, is the church is it's not about a person. It's not about a name. It's about that humility. Yes, I'm bringing it. Yes, I've been chosen. I'm honored to be chosen to be that vessel to bring that into this world. But it ain't about me. Because if I wouldn't do it, guess what? God's big enough. He'll find somebody else. So if you don't know what you're called to do, this ain't, this ain't in here. This is free for somebody. If you ain't, well, I guess we're going to get there. If you don't know what you're called to, I suggest you find out. And I know, but oh, oh, Pastor, Kev, what in the world? Is That's kind of hard. What do you mean? I'm just supposed to find out? Yeah, I mean, you can Google it if you want to. Or you can get down on your hands and knees, and you can pray to Father and ask him. And he's good. He, he says that you seek, ask, knock. Right? That's what it says. That's what it says in the Bible. Don't do it because I said it. Do it because that's what the Bible says. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of us esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of the others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. See, we love that part. We we got that one memorized. That's one of the ones that everybody knows, top tens. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. Aren't we supposed to be like Jesus? Hmm. He was equal with God, but he humbled himself, and he came as a bondservant. And we're supposed to be like him. I could just say amen and everybody go home now. Because that's, that's a task. That's hard. That's homework. That's, that's sanctification. That's walking this thing out every single day. To realize that I have to come as a bondservant, humble myself, think of others before myself. Hmm. He humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and and those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. I mean, sometimes in church, we can get so wrapped up over, like, now i got to throw in my 16 points. Of, of No, 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 just read that word. Just read that word right there every day. Throw your name into that word. Realize that we are to be like in him. We are supposed to be like him. There was no pride in him. If any man walked the earth and could have walked in pride, rightfully so, No shame could have came upon him. He was equal to the father. He didn't consider it robbery to be equal to him, which means he knew it was cool to be like him. I'm like my daddy, but that's not why I'm here. You could walk into a situation and be smarter than the person that's actually above you in that situation. But what's your position there? What's your position in there? See, Jesus knew that he was equal to God. But he understood that his position, where he had been put, putting, putting, I said that, putting, not putting bay, where he was put was where he needed to be. That was where he was called to be. He didn't have to be the top. He was happy with being where he was. I say all the time, Michelle probably gets sick and tired of it, but but it's like swim lanes. Stay in your swim lane. If you're put in a position to be somewhere, be that. Bloom where you're planted at. All these little cliche sayings that we got. Do what God tells you to do. There's nothing wrong with looking to the horizon, but be where you're at. So I looked up the word um, humility. Humility actually means the recognition of self, me, in relationship to the Father. So you want to look at righteousness and right standing? I realize that I'm standing right where he needs me to stand. Not over here. I'm in right standing with him because it's where he wants me to be, not where I want to be. Maybe I got some ideas that, man, I'd really like to go do this or do that, do this. Man, I, I, hey, I think all of you all, if, you, if, you're, if you're left to your own devices, can dream and think of all kinds of great places where you'd like to be, log cabin, on the beach, whatever. But where does he have you to be at right now? I'm pretty sure if you look through Scripture, Jesus knew what he was supposed to do, but I can remember there was a, there was a part in the Bible, it's in the garden of Gethsemane, I think, you know, where he where he prayed so hard that, that his sweat literally turned into blood. His own compadres, his brothers, the ones that walked with him for three years, the one that got that 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 you know he called them and they walked with him. They couldn't even stay awake with him. And he even he even asked his father, You sure? I mean, if this cup can pass from me, you know, I, this is gonna hurt, Dad. This ain't gonna be fun. I know what I'm going to do. I, they say it right here. I, I know what I'm about to get into here. But, it, but nevertheless, if your will be done. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. We've lost that. We've lost that. We've lost that in, in, in denominations. We've lost that in religion. We've even lost that in relationships. We're so worried about what position I am. I'm the man of the house. Like a bunch of Banny Roosters running around, you know? Some, ah, me, King Kong, you, Jane. No, that's Tarzan, sorry. I'm getting my jungle stuff mixed up. Rick Warren says it real good. He said, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. Now think about that. Not thinking less of yourself. Am I the only one that lives under a rock and doesn't see that we got a lot of people that deal with self-esteem issues? Like, I'm no good because I'm trying to look at all these people that are on the TV and they're painted up, you know, they, they ran through the Mako paint booth and they come out a completely different person. And then when they take their makeup, you're like, oh, who that is? Like, oh my gosh, man. He says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself. Less. Hmm. Pride versus humility. Humility comes when people are secure. So so I want you, I know as, as, see the fun thing about this is, is every time God asks, I, every time I get the opportunity to get up here and preach, I get to live this word out. So I get to like tell you, yeah, I've been there, done that, got the t shirt. I, I just did it this week. You guys are gonna do it the next week. it's, it's I paint it forward. There you go. Humility comes when people are secure. So, when you find that thing that we just talked about, where you're prideful in an area, where's that insecurity? It's not bad. It's not like, he's insecure in this area. Mm-hmm. No, we all got it. I think we're all going to have it, all right? As we go on and we pack this whole thing out and, and, until we get to where he's like, come on, you done did good, let's go. And he pulls us up from here. I think we're all going to deal with that pride issue. We're all going to deal with the struggle behind, the, the struggle of life, the struggle of walking around in this flesh. You know, the fact that if I, I pick that speaker up right now, my shoulder's going to hurt. You know, I mean, that's, that's life. That's what we got. That's, God gave us these dirt bags. Thanks. A humble Christian is a confident Christian. Knowing who they are and what they do. If God's ever called me to do anything big in the church at all, other than preach and, and, and just be with people and help them out, man, I love, love, love when people figure out what God's called them to It's just, it's amazing. Because I know what it did for me when God told me, yep, this is what I called you for. I can literally still feel the 150,000 pounds that was on my back that he didn't put on me that when he, he was just like, Kev, that's, that's what I called you to do. And it was like, okay, good. That stopped me from trying to emulate and be like and, and imitate anybody else that was around me. Not that they were bad people. They didn't ask me to do that. I just did it. Because a lot of times in life, what do, how, do we, how do kids learn from you? By watching. you. We don't ever get out of that. We imitate what others do. If, if I like the way somebody talks, then, I mean, I've been, I've been around the Georgia Peach forever. I'm from Ohio. They have no accent, right? It's a proven fact. You can look it up. Ohioans have no accent. It's the radio voice. But I've been married to this lovely woman over here for 25 years, and now every once in a while, people are like, hey, man, where are you from? you from down south. You got, like, a, a southern thing. And I'm like, oh, Lord, she done... But I do it because I've been around her. Not that I've just, it, it, it comes on. Crazy thing is, it's the same way that that happens in the natural, that also happens spiritually. So when we take on the likeness of our father, when we read scriptures like Philippians 2, that talks about lowliness and, and how he is. See, the problem is the world thinks that lowliness and meekness means weak. There's that pride. Well, you call me weak? What? I'll, I will take you on. You don't call me weak. I'm this and I'm that. And, Look at all my credentials and all the initials before and after my name. And, you know, and, and I mean, I'm in the military. I deal with it all the time. People just want to be like, you see this rank? Yes, I, I know. I see it. Good job. A whole bunch of people that don't know you picked you and you got it. Good. Way to go. They did it to me too. <laughs> They're so silly. They don't even know me. But the thing is, God, God point you there. I, I didn't do a whole lot to get there. It's just what God wanted me to be. And he called me into that thing. So under my own power, I'm useless. But when I walk in his likeness, when I walk in his humility, and there's something to be gained. At the beginning of this, it says, is there any, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, that's a gift. If there's any gain from doing this, this Jesus thing that we do, this walk that we have to walk out, this Getting on our knees and praying for people. This looking at a world and knowing that we have the answers in the Bible and looking out at the world and going, ah, they don't hear. God, what do you want me to do with this? And you think you got to be the next Billy Graham and go save the entire world when you're really just not even listening to the Father's voice. If there's any consolation in this. Humility is strength. He always reminds me that that I will do the foolish things to confound the wise. So whenever I think I'm smart, just I just get a big old picture, like a big old blinking, like open sign that says fool in my mind. I'm like, ooh, sorry. And it's not Michelle. Not Michelle. They didn't do it. He doesn't have that thing. God does that to me. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, God. And when I think I got it figured out, I'm like, okay, where, where's the left turn? Where's the dog leg left on this one that you're going to just throw in there? And I'm going to be like, oh, okay, because I need to learn something from there. Pride would say that I, I know it all. Humility is, is where I'm like, I, I ain't got this thing figured out. Daily, I got to walk this out every single day of my life. Pride is weakness, really. Because what you're going to do is stumble over your own feet. You're going to be too smart for your own good. The most humble people never have to prove themselves or hide something. The most prideful people you'll you'll meet are always proving themselves and hiding something. Now, whoever's image just came into your mind, write their name down, because that's who you're going to pray for this week. And if it was your own face, you should have been praying for yourself anyways. Humility is attractive. It makes people want to follow you. Pride is obnoxious. It causes people to flee from you. You know those leaders in your life. You know those people that are in a, in a, above you, that God's put above you. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you may like them, you may not like them. But you realize if they're a hu- humble leader, you're probably going to like them. Because those characteristics are like our, fa- are, are like our Heavenly Father and His Son, and, and we're supposed to be like that. See, it's, we don't even realize in the flesh why we like it, but our spirit is drawn unto it because it just lines up. It's right. It's just good alignment. If my car's acting crazy, I don't know which weight fell off of which tire. I just know that there's something ain't right. When you look at people in your life, you just look at some people and you're just like, ah. So I probably get a lot of people look at me and they're just, he ain't right in the head. No, oh, sorry. A humble person understands himself or herself realistically knowing what they can do well versus what they cannot do well. Humble people are not afraid to take constructive criticism or counsel, nor do they feel the need to take credit when it is due elsewhere. I got a couple scriptures here of where that consolation prize comes in by doing this and walking out the humble life. Because I'll tell you what hum- humility is. You know the old saying where it says that, that uh, uh, one, one bad apple will spoil the bunch? Well, I can tell you the, 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 con- the, the opposite of that is also true. And that's what we've been called to do. God placed you here. To be the good apple. To be the humble apple. Because when people see true humility, when they say true humility, Not false humility, because we got people that like to be good Christians, and they're fake. We got people that love to be hypocrites, and they're just being hypocrites, and that's fine. And, And I'm sure there's plenty of times that I've been hypocritical in my thoughts too. And I've been prideful in things, and I've been humble in some things. But I'm on a journey just like everybody else. And I know that if you walk in this humility, if you make this a, a daily thing that you put on every day, you will make a difference. And it's not like you'll have to go talk to them and interject all these things and, hey, you should read Philippians 2 and it talks about this. No, Just be who God's called you to be. I think we get way, way, way too much into God's business of doing things. We think we got the better plan and the better fix. And the problem of it is, is he's got a plan that we can't even fathom. And every time you sit in this building and hear Bishop talk, hear Pastor talk, sit in here in prayer and God downloads stuff, it, it just reminds me how humble I need to be and how tiny I am in this big world of God. James 4 and 6 said, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You ever feel like you need some grace and mercy in your life? You ever feel like you ain't got enough of your own grace and mercy that you can't give any grace and mercy? Humility. He opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 11 and 2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. So if I'm humble and I actually say honestly, like I read before, a humble person knows what I can do and what I can't do. Michelle will tell you right now, I will come in here and set every single chair up. Me and Tim, me and Tim can come in here, set the whole building up and great. You asked me to paint that door over there? No, Mm ma'am. No, sir. If she sees me pick up a, a brush, I'm getting shot from the other side of the room. No, you don't know. No, the little pretty things. I told Malcolm in here, we put this uh, spoke thing up, right? I'm like, I'll get it up, brother. You can come in and make it pretty. I'll make sure the lights work, but it, the, all the little pretty and get it just not Kevin. Kevin not, not to say I'm hugely humble. I'm just giving you a good example that I know what I'm not good at and that I'm not good at that. First Peter 5 and 6 says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So that at the proper time he may exalt you. If this was, if anything in this slapped me in the face this week, it was, hey man, you don't have to exalt yourself. A matter of fact, you don't exalt yourself because that's not what the word of God says at all. It says that he will exalt you in due time. Luke 14:11 says, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. That's not good. Not good at all. And he who hums himself will be exalted. And the last one I got is Psalms 25 and 9. He said he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Stand with me today. Father, I just pray, God, over these people. And I just really feel like just just receive this prayer. And you can just put your hands out like you're going to catch something. Let that resonate with you, how your hands are positioned when you, when you worship. I want you to receive this. God, I pray humility over us, over your church, God, but over limitless, both here and here and joining us online God that that the spirit of humility will come over us God that we will never again have to exalt ourselves we will never again have to tell somebody how good we are or show us show anybody our credentials or or prove how our worth to anybody else God that that in due time God you exalt the humble so God I pray for you to give us the ability to see when that time is that you will exalt us, God. God. That if we just remain in a humble, meek status with you, that you will give us wisdom. We will find security. We will know what we are to do in the kingdom, who we are in the kingdom. It will show us, you will show us through our humility, our identity. God, and if there's ever been a time that the church has an identity crisis. God, it is in the hour that we live today. So, God, I pray that you just help us with our humility, God, that any pride that we have, that, God, that it is, that it is escorted out the side door, Father. It cannot stay here. It cannot be here with us. God, I, I pray that everybody that hears this, God, will, will understand and will see, feel the seriousness of, of being humble before the mighty hand of God. God, we love you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. God, and we stand ready to receive all that you have for us ready to take those consolation prizes Father God you deserve all the glory all the honor service, God. And I pray that this, this word just resonate in your heart and in your spirit. We love you here at Limitless. We want nothing more than you to find who you are and what you're called to do in the kingdom and, and allow us to help you get to that point. Have a blessed day and have a blessed week don't ever forget that with God on your side, you are absolutely and truly limitless. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to stay connected with Limitless Church, please check us out on all social media platforms at LimitlessCHR. We'll see you next time.